episode 20 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today is Tuesday, December the 1st, 2015, and today's segments will include actually finished, actually working, actually wearing, actually stashed, actually obsessed, actually gifting, and a couple of reviews. So the first segment today is actually finished. I just have one finished object this week, but it's one that I'm pretty excited about. I had been working on a windshift hat for my husband. That's a Stephen West pattern. And this is made out of some um, Aaron Waite Merino Cashmere Nylon yarn that I had kettle dyed, a peacock blue color. I really am happy with how it turns out. It's really interesting because I feel like there's pictures and my project page on Ravelry, but I think it photographs a little differently than I feel like I see it in real life. In the pictures, it looks like there's quite a bit of white, and there certainly is, but maybe not quite as much as I... I don't feel like it's quite as overwhelming how much white there is in it. Anyways, it's kind of speckly looking. I am really happy with it. That peacock blue is a favorite color of mine, and it's a color that looks really nice on my husband. So I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a nice Christmas gift. And I finished that one up um, on a flight the other day, and then I started another, I cast on another one of these hats that I think will be for my brother for Christmas, and I cast that on with some Knit Picks worsted weight wool that I had, um, I don't, I think it's Swish worsted, um, that's been in my stash for a while, and I had brought along on the trip because I thought maybe I would get a chance to whip up some hats, and I think I'm most of the way through the body of the hat, like ready to start the decreases for the crown, so that seems to me like pretty good progress, and I think I'll be able to finish up another, at least one more of these in time for the holidays, which was exciting. Actually working. I have a bunch of things on my needles as usual this week. A couple of new things that maybe are a little bit interesting, though. So the first thing is I am continuing to crank away at my husband's Christmas socks. Um, I feel like men's socks take me a very long time. Part of it is probably that these have lived in my car for quite a while, but I managed to finish the first of these while I was away over Thanksgiving, and so my husband was able to try them on. They are not a surprise, Um, and I had done some new things with this pair of socks, so I certainly was using the things that I learned from both the Kate Atherley class that I took, but also from her custom fit socks book. And I did a whole set of measurements on my husband's feet to make sure that these fit him perfectly. And the good news is they do. I had also done a slightly different heel on these. And um, so when I had him try the first one on, I feel like it, it fits really nicely. It's a square heel and I think it turned out really good. So The first sock is done. The second sock, I got all the way down the leg on um, my travels home from Charlotte, and I had a lot of time to kill at the airport on Sunday. So I cranked all the way through the leg. Then I was worried about um, watching Downton Abbey and looking up how to do the heel at the same time. So I tucked those away in my bag, and I'm going to put the heel in over the next couple days, and then I think those will still be able to go back to living in the car and I should be able to finish the foot. I just did um, a regular, the regular toe that I always do. Um, I didn't do a special toe on these, again, in part because 
I was traveling, I wasn't at a point where I really had a lot of time to focus on trying something new or measuring or anything like that. And I was anxious to make a little bit of progress on these. So those are coming out great. Those are knit again out of an MJ Yarns sock um, in the Cerulean Twilight color. And it's a beautiful, beautiful blue. And I think my husband is really going to enjoy them and get a lot of wear out of them. So that was fun. And I'm confident that for the first time in a while, his Christmas socks are not going to be a last-minute panic-inducing um, item for me. So that was great news. So while I was um, flying home the other day and I had finished the one hat and I had gotten to a point where I didn't think I could continue on the socks, I decided to cast on a pair of socks for my older son. I talked last time about the big Knit Picks sale that uh, they do every year right around Thanksgiving. And this year they bought, brought back their Felici, Felici, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, self-striping sock yarn. And I had never bought any of this before, uh, but I there were a couple colors that I liked and I had ordered the one that actually was like a regular six color rainbow. And then also I had bought one that was a set of blues. And so I decided to just go ahead and cast on a pair of socks for my son in those rainbows. I think he'll really like them. He loves bright colors and, and things like that. So I cast on 48 stitches. He has very skinny little legs. I am knitting them on a size zero and I got quite a lot done on the flight. I was catching myself up with Downton Abbey because I was a season behind on Downton Abbey. So these were the perfect thing to um, knit while I watched that. And then it turned out that they had Dish Network on my flight and I was able to watch the Bronco game in the air. And the Broncos were playing the Patriots and it was super, super uh, exciting, stressy game. So this was a great vanilla sock, easy to knit um, thing. So I knit them pretty long in the leg. I am looking at this and estimating that it's about nine inches of leg. Uh, and then I'm going to do an afterthought heel. But I really wanted them to be long. He likes to wear his socks very long. So I think this will suit him really nicely and We'll make a nice little addition to his Christmas gifts. So that's one that I'm super excited about. As far as the yarn goes, um, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Knit Picks yarn. I happen to feel like, especially knitting for my children, it's a real durable yarn and they tend to lose things. So it's not like I'm investing a ton of money in some Knit Picks socks. And it's very soft. And I know from experience that their yarns wash up pretty well. So I am very excited about these and happy with how they turned out. I, I could see myself buying a little more of their self-striping stuff at a future sale. So those were a couple things that I worked on. The other thing that I cast on when I got back um, is my mother-in-law was watching me knit away in my husband's socks all weekend long and I decided that I would knit a pair for her as well. She is not super mobile and she lives um, in an assisted living facility so I just thought this would be a nice little bit of comfort for her so I dug through my stash when I got home she really enjoys green the color green <laughs> and I had some nitpicks imagination yarn it's a discontinued color uh, I think it I think it, 
think the name has something to do with the Wizard of Oz. But I, um, I found this yarn in my stash. It's a couple years old. It's a hand-painted yarn from Knit Picks. It's definitely got an interesting texture in terms of the way that it is plied. But I think it'll knit up into some nice socks for her. I didn't do measurements or anything for custom fit, but I did go through and take note of her um, shoe size. And then I used the Kate Atherley book. It has these great tables at the front that are um, written to help you estimate based on your gauge. And I knew what my gauge was on this size needle and I estimated that this yarn would be about the same as the rest that I do and then based on her shoe size like how many stitches to cast on so uh, she wears a much larger shoe than I do she also um, because she's not super mobile she does tend to get some swelling in her ankles so I cast them on a little bit big and I think they're going to turn out really nice for her I don't think I'll do a particularly long leg because I do think again with the swelling in her ankles that won't be super comfortable um I don't know why I thought this had a Wizard of Oz name. I'm looking it up. The colorway is called Atlantis, and I do think it's a discontinued. I think this is another set of yarns that I bought um, during that big sale, which is sometimes when they close out the yarns there, and I bought it December two years ago. And it looks like I only paid $6.78 for the two skeins of yarn, so so that's pretty good. I I started these yesterday. I'm about three inches into the leg. I have to say that... I would not probably have enjoyed this yarn for myself. As much as I liked how it looked skeined up as it's knitting, it's got two different colors of a, a, a teal that leans green, if that makes sense. And then there's some red and some grays uh, and a little bit of greenish. But I'm not loving the way that it pools and it's kind of striping a little bit, but not in a way that that is my taste. But the good news is I really do think my mother-in-law will like it quite a lot. So hopefully I'm right. And if anything, I'm sure she's going to like how comfortable they will be for her. So that is a little something that I've added to my Christmas gift knitting. I don't think it's going to be a problem to crank out one more pair of socks before Christmas. So that's good news there. The other thing that I started yesterday was I wanted to make my son, my younger son, a minion hat for Christmas. He's been asking for a minion hat. We were in Target the other day and they had a fleece minion hat that was like a toddler size. My son is nine, so it did not fit him. And he was begging me to buy it for him in the store. I was like, buddy, I'm not buying you a fleece hat that doesn't fit. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So I ordered, when with the nitpick sale that was going on, I ordered some of their Brava worsted weight then I started to think about, gosh, I'm not sure why I decided to go acrylic rather than um, a wool yarn, but it's very soft. And again, he's nine, so he may lose it or drop it or step on it or otherwise trash it. So maybe it'll be fine that it's acrylic now that I, I have it at home. Um, and it's a crocheted pattern. So I bought the pattern on Ravelry the other day. And it's been a while since I have crocheted. I certainly know how to crochet. And there have been times that I've done quite a bit of crochet. I've certainly done bibs and things and 
stuffed animals and at least one afghan i i crocheted some really cute little sweaters for my dad's little girls when they were born but i am rusty i have not done any in the recent remembrances so this is not a project that i will be able to work on while i do anything else it's going to require quite a bit of my focus and attention i think i'm definitely not working on it right now while i talk to you guys i'm just knitting away on my mother-in-law's socks so the pattern that i picked there are quite a few minion patterns on ravelry and they were all very cute but i i went with one of the ones that seemed to be more popular and just that I liked the look of the most. I wanted one with ear flaps because he thinks that ear flaps are awesome. And this one, you can do ear flaps and then like braids kind of coming down from them, which I think he will get a real kick out of. The It's called the Minion Beanie and Ear Flap Hat. It's in US and UK terms. To say the terminology, first of all, right, kind of whew, threw me off a little bit. But I did find some good YouTube tutorials to just refresh my memory. At the beginning, it's a bunch of half double crochets. And I just had to really watch that a couple times and just get the hang of it again. So I am going to crochet that for him. I know he'll be thrilled. I hope that I am happy with how it turns out. And... I will keep you guys posted. Hopefully it'll be a pretty quick little project, but I guess you never know when you're out of practice. So that is coming along. The other thing that I might do, and I haven't decided yet, is she talks about different ways to do the hair, and my son is obsessed with minions. And he can look at a picture of a minion, and based on like how many eyeballs it has and how much hair it has, he can tell you, like, oh, that's Dave, or that's Kevin, or that's... And I, I have no way of knowing, and it's not even like the main minions. He knows the obscure minions by how much hair they have on their head. So on the one hand, I, I feel like I might want to be like real precise so that I can say, look, Ben, it's a Kevin hat or whatever. Look, he's got one eyeball and this kind of hair. But he also is obsessed with pom-poms <laughs> and he loves a hat with a pom-pom. So my older son got a Broncos beanie um, from Santa last year and it's got a really good pom-pom on the top. And then my younger son was just like a little bit obsessed with, he wanted a pom-pom hat. And I was in Breckenridge, Colorado over the summer and bought him a really cute, really warm hat with a pom-pom. And then when I was in Manhattan for my class last month, I bought him a hat that was like Sherpa lined, like really fuzzy on the inside. And that bad boy has three pom-poms, one on the top and two at the bottom of some braids that come off the ear flaps. And he loves them. So I'm considering skipping the hair and doing a pom-pom instead. I think then I have to decide, do I do a black pom-pom? Because -pom? that's what color the hair would have been. Do I do yellow? Because then it will match. So I have plenty of time to figure that out and I could always add a pom-pom after if that's what I think he would like but but it's fun to to think about cute things that they'll enjoy and I really do think he'll get a kick out of that the next thing that I didn't really work on this time but is certainly still in progress is my son's scoreboard scarf so I it's big enough now that it was not portable to bring along with me when I was traveling I have it in this big drawstring bag that I got it was actually the the like send down your dry cleaning bag at my hotel in Manhattan but it was really nice you know just that kind of canvas it it made it's a perfect project bag I was like I'm taking this home 
So that one will need to get some love, but I just wanted to mention that. I'll, I'll probably work on that a little bit tonight when the kids and I are chilling out after dinner and it's getting long, like super long. I think it's as long as my couch now and uh, he loves it. He's really excited and the Broncos won. So I'll just say that a couple more times in the course of the podcast, but we had a lot of fun um, the week before last with him trying it on and, and being ready to go. I hope I'm going to have enough yarn, but it's, it's not like it's that hard to order more from nitpick. So that one's coming along great. And he really enjoys watching me work on it while we watch the game. So that's been a lot of fun too. Actually wearing. So my hand knits are getting a lot of wear these days. It is cold here in Colorado. We're definitely going through a bit of a cold snap. And so I have been wearing lots of my knits, which always makes me happy. I've been wearing tons of my vanilla socks. So that's pretty much an everyday thing at this point. I did wear my briquette hoodie a couple of times. That's definitely my go-to. And it's what I wore on the plane because it was super warm and super comfortable. And then I wore my boxy, which is, uh, the boxy is a very popular pattern by Hoagie Locatelli. And mine is knit from a Madeline Tosh feather, which is not a base I'm sure that they carry anymore. I believe I ordered it off the Madeline Tosh website itself a couple of years ago. And the colorway on that sweater is coquette which is one of my absolute favorite colorways. It's one of my absolute favorite sweaters, period. But the color is a, what I would call a dark, bright pink. So it is dark pink, but also very bright. And there's a lot of just beautiful um, texture to the color. There are spots of it that are, are very, very dark and spots of it that are lighter. And I just, I love it and it's comfy and makes me happy. So I did wear that the other day as well, and that was a, a fun one to bust out. And then the other day when I got home, it was freezing cold, and so I wore my cold breath sweater. So that's another Hoagie Locatelli pattern, There's a and it's also knit out of Madeline Tosh, so I guess there's a theme here to my sweater knitting. But this is a sweater that I really like a lot. The cold breath is an oversized, worsted weight, almost like a tunic length sweater with a turtleneck. It's got saddle sleeves with little cables that run down the this shoulder, I guess. And then they're rather tight sleeves. It has these cute little gathers in the sleeve. So they kind of look like they were too long and then you pushed them up, but they look like that permanently. And then it's an oversized body of the sweater. So I knit that out of some, um, Madeline Tosh Worsted 801010, which is their Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend. And the colorway is Winter Wheat. So I have two sweaters that are in that Winter Wheat colorway. I got some of that from the Sweater Club a couple of years ago. Knit my Creature Comforts Cardi out of that. And then I had quite a bit left over, but not enough for another sweater. And they actually just custom dyed me some more. So... I have two sweaters in that. It's a beautiful gold color. And because of the cashmere, it's a really comfy sweater. It's really cozy. So that was good. I did spill cranberry juice on it, trying to open my son's juice for him last night. But I gave it a good soak, and it's drying right now. So I'm sure it's going to be fine. But that was a little bit stressful because I love that sweater a lot. 
So besides that, I've been wearing um, hats. I definitely wore my chevron hat that I talked about last time. So this is the one that I used the um, Scassell Haiku Abracadabra yarn to make. And so that's kind of fun. One of the things that's interesting is yesterday I was wearing it in the car to pick up the kids and it was a bright sunny day. And I laid it on the dashboard to see if it would change color there. And it seems to not do that through the window. So I guess that is just me not knowing a lot about how UV light works. But once I get outside and it changes color, it makes me really happy. So that's a cute warm hat. Um, and I wore that again today. And my sock head hat has definitely been getting some wear. And also um, have a braided cowl that is a pattern that I improvised and stuck on Ravelry. And it's made out of some Juniper Moon Farms Chunky, I believe. And it's just a nice big warm gray cowl. And so I wore that when I was traveling because I get really cold on planes and it was just the perfect little extra layer kind of around my head and around my neck. So lots of knits this week and that is probably not a trend that is stopping anytime soon. Actually stashed. I have a lot of stash to talk about this time, you guys. I think mainly because there have been a couple of big sales lately and I'm, I'm not sure how much of my stash I talked about last time. But I talked last time about the big sales that I enjoy around the holidays, and I definitely took advantage of a couple of those. I made two different orders with Eat Sleep Knits on the day of their sale, so I felt like I showed quite a bit of restraint, honestly, with the Eat Sleep Knit sale. The way that that one works, I think I explained it last time, is you go all the way to checkout, and then it will give you a mystery discount amount. Um, between 10 and 100% off. I think the best I've ever done was 40% off. The best I did this time was 20, but 20% off is still pretty great. And there were some really cute things that I had my eye on. I also always make a little wish list on there for my husband, and then he can do a little bit of Black Friday shopping. So I suspect there's a little more yarn coming my way for Christmas as well. But I ordered some um, Freya hand paints and so they do those beautiful gradient yarns. I am trying to look up the exact ones that I ordered. I definitely ordered at least one worsted weight yarn and that's the Flux Worsted which is a single and so I ordered that one in ultraviolet is the colorway and so that's a really brightly colored gradient. And then along with that, I ordered some gray um, Malabrigo worsted because I'm going to try some double knitting with it. I really feel like I've been kind of wanting all year to do some double knitting using a gradient. I feel like that's just a cool, going to be a cool like effect. And I had dyed up some fingering weight yarn to fiddle with in the summertime and I haven't quite been in a place where I could sit down and focus enough on the double knitting for long enough to finish anything that was fingering weight. So I'm going to fiddle around with this worsted weight and I'll keep you guys posted, but I have a cute idea of something that I want to try with that yarn. And then I ordered um, another skein of the um, 
the Flux Worsted from Freya Fine Hand Paints, and that's in the Punk Rock colorway, so obviously that's going to be a fun, brightly colored one. And then I did order one um, skein of their Ombre Sock in a colorway called Dusk, and that might end up being something for my mom, but we'll see. So the other uh, stashing that I did this time was the Knit Picks Big Sale. So I talked about this a little bit, and I think I talked about the first order that I placed in the last episode that I recorded last week, but I ordered some more yarn for dyeing. So they have a bulky weight yarn called Kadena, and I ordered it in their natural colorway. I guess this isn't one that they consider part of their bare line, but it is a bulky weight, 70% Peruvian Highland wool and 30% superfine alpaca. So I think it's going to be really warm, I kind of want to try to knit this into a blank. I don't know if it's worth like knitting into a blank and then dying and then knitting again, but I'm a little bit tempted to take one of these and try to do a gradient. So I might just play around with what I can do to turn this bulky weight yarn into a gradient and I will keep you guys posted. That's kind of what I have in mind for it. And now it's just, I guess, figuring out the mechanics of how I get that done. So I have three skeins of that, and then I got some of that Brava um, worsted acrylic. So I got yellow for the Minion hat, blue for the Minion hat, and then black and white and brown. And the reason that I got the black and the white and the brown is because I ordered some crochet kits. So I already talked about how stressy the crochet thing was, but... I was listening to the Downseller Studio podcast last week, and Boston Jen was talking about the Star Wars crochet kit that she bought, and I decided I had to have one because they're so stinking cool, and um, I feel like little Star Wars figures that I crocheted myself are worth the, the stress of dusting off my rusty crochet skills. So I ordered that. Um, I also ordered some safety eyes to go with the kit because it gives you enough to make two or three I think a Yoda and a Stormtrooper but there are 12 different characters in each book and I definitely will want to do R2-D2 and C-3PO and Chewbacca and I kind of want a little Han Solo and I feel like the kids might want Darth Vader so I ordered a bunch of different safety eyes and they come in little packages and I'm I'm sure I have enough variety to do a couple things. And then my younger son had been wanting a Snoopy. He went to see the Peanuts movie with a friend of his for a birthday party a couple weeks ago. And he came home and he wanted a Snoopy. And I had a stuffed Snoopy that we had bought um, at Kohl's when my older son was really little. Kohl's always does that $5 book, $5 uh, stuffed animal. And at one point we had, a, I knew we had a Charlie Brown and a Woodstock too, but I think those have since been donated to charity, but we still had Snoopy and he was really happy, but also thought it would be fun to crochet him at least a little Snoopy and a little Woodstock. We are big fans around here of Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. And uh, that's one of my all time favorite memories of when my kids were little, when my son who's going to be 13, was probably going to be three. We used to watch that over and over again. We would watch the part where Snoopy fights with the lawn chairs. And he would laugh hysterically and make me play it over and over. So ever since then, 
every year when that movie's on, we obsess about it. We watch that part over and over. So I think I'm going to try my hand at a little Snoopy and a little Woodstock as well, and we'll see how those go. So now I have plenty of acrylic to play around with knitting little figures. The last thing that I ordered, I think, to get myself to the $50 was some Stroll Fingering Chelsea Hand Painted. And I guess Chelsea must be the colorway. Um, but I think this was like $5 for 462 yards of fingering weight yarn, which that sale, it's just such a bargain. It's hard to say no. It's a very nice soft yarn, and I, I like it a lot. It's yellows and pinks, basically. There's a little bit of white in here. It is a hand-painted. It won't be a self-striping. There are certainly areas where the yellow and the pink mix together, and there's just hints of orange. But I think these will be really cheerful, and I, I probably will knit them up as a gift for someone at some point. Um, we've already talked at length on the podcast about my obsession with fingering weight yarn, and I seem to always be able to excuse the purchase of it. So here's another example of that. But it's pretty, and I uh, it almost might make a cute shawl, although I, I don't wear a lot of yellow. So we'll see what it turns out to be and what it grows up to be. But I thought, given all the sales going on, that was a pretty restrained number of purchases and most of the things were a pretty good bargain. So there were a couple more things that I added to my stash just today. Don't have either of them on hand yet, but I did order yarn from two of the vendors that are coming to Knitnosh in January just so that I can knit with the yarn in advance. So I have seen both of these yarns in person but didn't have any in my stash. The first is Bijou Basin Ranch, so anybody that's familiar with their stuff, they have just the most beautiful yarns. A lot of it is really interesting fiber content. So what I ordered was one skein of their Shangri-La uh, Yak Silk Blend in a color called Berry Jumble, and it's a fingering weight yarn. I will tell you that right this minute, Bijou Basin Ranch is offering free shipping, and they have a coupon code for, I believe it's 15% off, and that is Yule, Y-U-L-E, 2015, and so I got a really good deal on this yarn. It's a fingering weight, um, and I am pretty excited about it. So that should be here pretty shortly, and I am looking forward to knitting with that. The other one that I ordered today was from Scandalous. So they are um, our other Knitnosh vendor that is coming. And again, these are all folks who are local here to Colorado, which is really exciting for me. I had seen her yarn at Yarnfest last year, and so I ordered a skein of um, yarn called Let It Go in Eartha. So Eartha is a wool and bamboo light fingering weight yarn. So it's 65% superwash, 35% bamboo. And Let It Go is um, a set of blues. I think it's a frozen inspired colorway, but it's really pretty. And I would say it's a very pale cornflower blue. I don't have anything like it in my stash right now. So I am looking forward to knitting with that one as well actually gift knitting. So I thought it would be fun to just talk to you guys a little bit about gift knitting. It, it seems to me that this is one of the topics that where there are a wide array of opinions. 
when you listen to podcasts or um, watch the things that are going on on Instagram or on Ravelry, it seems like there are definitely two camps where when it comes to gift knitting. So I thought one of the things I would do would be to start just a poll in the Ravelry group and see what people think. Um, if they are pro gift knitting or anti gift knitting. And then if you guys want to add your comments about which camp you fall into and why, I'm just really curious. And if you are knitting gifts for the holidays, I would love to see what you guys are working on. I'm always looking for ideas of little things to knit up for people. And I definitely, this year for sure, I did a lot of stuff well enough in advance that I, it shouldn't be crazy stressful. So I thought I'd give a quick rundown of all of the things that I have knit or am knitting for the holidays. So the windshield hat, we've already talked about. My husband's socks, we've already talked about. Socks for probably both of my boys, and then a minion hat and some little Star Wars dudes and Peanuts characters and things like that. So they'll get quite a little mix of knitted things. I also, I just like to make something for my boys every year. So they're both getting fleece, like tie blankets. My little sons will be a minion one and my older sons will be Avengers. And I'm making them pillowcases to go along with that. And we're also doing that for all of my nephews. For my nieces, my two nieces and my two little half sisters, we are going to make, I'm going to make some drawstring bags. So picture like a drawstring project bag, but a little bit bigger. And I bought uh, those adult coloring books. So I'm going to put those and a package of colored pencils in, in the little bags and send them on their way for them. I knit a flax sweater for my nephew, who is one and a half. I keep kind of saying he's almost two and he's really not. He's not going to be two until April. Um, but I used the leftover yarn that I had from the Chevron baby blanket that I knit for my son's social studies teacher. So she's not due with her baby until April, but we are going to give them the blanket as a Christmas gift. So I got to get knitting and ends because there are a lot of ends on that particular blanket. And then I have the windshield hat for my brother. I knit a cowl for my niece and for my stepsister. I So the rundown on the cowls is that I have um, one that I knit for my niece and one for my stepsister. I have two more for my sister's-in-law. I gave one to my sister-in-law and one to my mom already. And then I feel like I do need to give my mom something knitted. Last year I gave her socks and she loves them and she wears them all the time. I do have a pair and a half of socks upstairs, so that might end up being for my mom. I also have these socks on the needles for my mother-in-law and I go back and forth about the kids' teachers. Last year I did uh, bath fizzies and sugar scrub and shower fizzies for the teachers, and that was really fun and really well-received, and I was going to do them in little bags. So I'm not sure any of the teachers are getting anything knitted this year, but it's a nice little haul of knitted gifts, and I feel pretty good about what everybody's getting, and I don't think any of it is going to make me cry the week of Christmas. So wish me luck, guys. But I would love to hear what you guys do in terms of knitted gifts. What is it that makes somebody knit worthy to you? And how you manage the race to the finish line. I always, every year, I crack up um, because the yarn harlot gets to a certain point of the year where she takes out her 
Christmas knitting spreadsheet, which is so a thing I do. I have a Christmas spreadsheet and starts to panic at all the things she needs to knit and make and do. And um, I, I think I'm at a point where I don't panic too much, but I want to hear what you guys do. How do you make it sane? I will say that my um, my style of gift, gift knitting and what I gift knit for who has changed over time. My husband now every year usually gets socks and last year and this year he's getting hats but a couple of years ago I knit him a sweater took a very long time it I was really happy with how it turned out but I think it was supposed to be his birthday present and then it was going to be his Christmas present and I think I ended up giving it to him for Valentine's Day somehow managed to keep it kind of under wraps that whole time but he just runs warmer than I do and so it's a worsted weight sweater. It's a little too much for him. He'll wear it now and then. I know he loves it, but um, it doesn't get as much wear as I wish it did, given how much work went into it. So I certainly could look at a fingering weight sweater or a sport weight sweater. My husband is almost six foot four, so that's an awful lot of knitting. And what he loves are socks and things. So I think that probably him getting a sweater again anytime soon is not in the cards he'll probably just continue to get smaller things but what do you guys what's the criteria for who gets knitted things and and who does not i'd love to hear all about it so post in the ravelry thread i'll open something up and um at some point after the holidays i will close that thread and i have an idea for a cute little prize we'll do a random a random selection again and and see what you guys come up with all right actually obsessed. So you guys, there were a couple of things that I saw online this week that I am completely fixated on and I wanted to share them with you. The first thing is Pearl Soho again. So I feel like there's been a bunch of things lately and I don't think it's just because I was just there to visit. There's been a bunch of things with Pearl Soho. First there was that wreath kit that I was completely enamored with and now they had this post last week of this giant blanket with these giant needles. And so I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're knit on these enormous needles and it's these enormous like coils of big thick yarn and the blanket, the resulting blanket is insane. I love it so much. It's called the Big Little Dandelion Garter Blanket from Pearl Soho. And the picture that they show it the needles are as big as a chair like they have them leaning up against a chair so you can get a sense of the size and then they have it laid on a bed and folded in half and it just looks like the squishiest most wonderful blanket that you could ever cuddle up underneath I'm obsessed with it I I really I was like oh let me look into this how much does this cost well I think the yarn would be $500. So I don't think that this is happening uh, in this lifetime. I don't think that I have $500 to spend on a blanket. I don't think I can convince myself that the fact that I would get a beautiful blanket and the pleasure of knitting of it, I don't, I don't think I can do it. But it, it's like 24 stitches is what it says of garter stitch. And it's amazing. And I love it so much. So the other thing that was funny about this was today, um, Catherine Heigl, the actress, posted on Facebook 
about this, and I think I must have seen it on Pearl Soho's or somebody else's Facebook. I don't follow Catherine Heigl, but she was knitting that. I thought, well, of course, she's a bazillionaire, so she can afford the $500 blanket. Um, it, it knits up to 46 inches wide and 70, 70 inches long, and it's literally, it says, cast on 24 stitches, row one knit, repeat row one until only a few yards remain, bind off, and then using your hands, weave in the ends. But this blanket is gorgeous and I want it really bad you guys so check that out I'll link to that in the show notes that was the first thing that I am just completely obsessed with the second thing is uh, I was on Instagram today and I'll have to look up and see if I can link to the picture but somebody was doing mini skeins for advent and I don't know for sure I should look at it a little bit more closely and see what the deal was with uh, whether she packaged these up for herself, but she had little bags, 24 little bags, number bags, and inside each one was a mini skein. And I think she's using them to make a sock weight blanket, probably just to add to a soft sock weight blanket, because I don't think that 24 mini skeins would be enough. But I am obsessed with this idea. I really love to do something fun for Advent. The kids and I for years did those Lego Advent calendars, and we didn't last year because we were away most of the month of December. And then this year, we, um, I couldn't find the Star Wars one anywhere for less than like 70 bucks. So even though I started looking early, I just couldn't, I couldn't find it. They don't have it at my Target. So anyways, I like to do something fun for Advent. It really is probably more about the kids than about me. But I liked this idea of mini skeins and of doing something with yarn um, every day of Advent. So next year, since today is the first day of Advent, and so I'm obviously not going to get anything organized right now, next year I'm definitely going to do something fun for myself that is yarn-related during Advent. And I will find this picture on Instagram and, and post it for you guys. I know that she posted a couple of them today, and it was really cute and really just a fun, fun idea and what a nice way to gift yourself during the holidays right so so those are my things actually obsessed um there you have it actually attending i have a couple of upcoming events that i just wanted to remind you guys about first of all is Nitnosh, which is the event i'm throwing here in longmont colorado it will be on january 23rd at samples world bistro here in longmont the tickets are on sale now and you can check out all of the details at knitnosh.com but knitnosh is going to be a really fun knitting party basically it's a food wine and yarn tasting so there will be small bites of food and small tastes of wine and then I have four amazing yarn companies that are local here in Colorado bringing samples of yarn for everybody to knit with so if you come to the event you get to knit with some Bijou Basin Ranch MJ Yarns, Nerd, and Scandalous Yarns. So I'm really excited. It's really starting to come together. I've started to do some of the promotion and the registrations are taking off. And I'm hoping to get into the restaurant for an official tasting this week. So that is really coming along nicely. If you have questions, please hit me up on Ravelry or email me. Check out the website. One of the questions that I've had from a couple different people was whether or not 
uh, vegetarian options are available and the venue is absolutely able to accommodate both vegetarian and gluten-free. So if you have special dining needs, let me know. They're really amazing in there and I'm sure they can accommodate whatever people need. Samples is a great new restaurant here in Longmont and they have a really interesting mission. They offer jobs to um, individuals with disabilities. So they're just a really neat venue too and I'm looking forward to the event very much. So more to come on that. I do have plans to incorporate Nitnosh into the podcast as well. And I can't wait to start to fill you guys in on that too. The other event that I'm really looking forward to is Interweave Yarn Fest. So Interweave Yarn Fest is having its second uh, year here in Loveland, Colorado. And that's March 31st through April 3rd. It's a Thursday through a Sunday, and I am taking classes on Thursday and Friday. I'll link to the classes I'm taking in the show notes. But there are workshops for four days and a really nice marketplace. I think it's a little bit smaller than some of the markets at the big, you know, stitches shows and things like that. But uh, I was very excited with the selection of vendors that they had there last year, and there are some new ones this year that I'm really excited to see in person as well. So those are um, the events that I'll be attending in the coming months. So last but not least, I wanted to do a review today. I started out thinking I was going to do two, but I feel like the episode's getting a little bit long and I want to be able to do justice to both of these things. So I'm just going to take a look at one thing today and then next time I will talk about the other. So today, um, Hohi Locatelli, who I am a huge fan of, released her new ebook um, called The Authentic Collection. And it is a Ravelry download of an ebook. It's $22 US for 11 patterns. So that's a great bargain. I have to say, there's usually not anything of Hohi's that I wouldn't knit. And so some of these I like more than others, but a lot of them are just completely beautiful patterns. So I thought it was really neat. One of the things that I liked was on Facebook today, Hohi linked to a video. So instead of a lookbook, she actually released a little video with each of the patterns. And some of it was just more like a slideshow, right? Like stills and, and the words moving around. But then there were some actual snippets of video in there. And I thought the whole thing was just extremely well done from a production value perspective. So that was pretty neat. So there are 11 patterns in the collection. I don't know if they're available for individual. Yeah, you can individually purchase them. So for example, I'm looking right now at a hat that's called a girl thing. And that pattern is available for $4.50 US and then the whole book for $22. So $2 a pattern for a Hobie pattern. I think you can see where I'm going with this. I will probably have to buy it at some point. But I really like the collection. It's a nice um, selection of different items. Hohe's patterns are always really fun to knit. There's usually very interesting construction. One of the things I liked about this was that it's clear she's been working on this for a long time. That girl knits like the wind. She, she If you follow her on social media, she's always like it. Stuff just flying off her needles. Um, so a couple of these things I had seen her working on, you know, as they went, and that's always kind of fun 
to see how stuff turns out. There are two hats, both of which I think are very, very cool. That girl thing hat is a three color hat and the top of it is a lace pattern that makes a flower and then there's striping and then there's um, a solid color ribbed band on the hat. The other one is called BA Cool and it's a little bit more of a simpler hat with a pom-pom, but I really like that one too. There's a cardigan called the Big Old Coat that that's the one I've seen her working on um, in social media for quite a while now. And it's gorgeous and just cozy, big sort of dark charcoaly gray um, coat that she was working on. Then there's a cardigan called Citadel that is cabled. And I like that one a lot too. Um, there's one called the Fancy Cardi. I'm quite sure that she I saw her working on that in social media as well. I do feel like that one she talked about um, taking a very long time, but it's pretty, it's very pretty. And it would be a really nice dressy cardigan for work. There's a cowl called infinito infinito. I can't pronounce things. Um, that has both striping and lace and that's very cute. There's a shawl, which I am not going to be able to pronounce the name of, um, that I liked quite a lot. There's a sweater called manzanilla, which is a pullover. And that one is very cute. Some really interesting textures, cables down the sleeves, things like that, that I really think are lovely. And then there's another fingering weight pullover called Puntilla. Puntilla. Um, and what I liked about this one is that it has color accents. So in the sample, it's knit in two colors of fingering weight yarn, but it's really just most like a main color for the body, but then there's a little bit of trim at the cuffs and um, at the waist. And I can't see from these pictures whether there's color at the collar. The model has very long hair. It looks like no, there's not at the collar, but just at the sort of at the bottom, there's just a little touch of color. And I, I can't wait to see how people start to knit this up because she did it in like a gray, a silver gray and a charcoal gray. And I think people are going to have a lot of fun knitting that up. One of the things that's interesting is you look at the people who test knitted it is in the sample, it looks like it's just a touch of color. When I look at some of the others, because it's not a, a black or a dark charcoal, um, it looks like there's a touch of lace. And so that's really cute. Really just some interesting things with texture. I totally see myself knitting that one. Um, and then there's one called Southern Spirit, which looks to be a wrap more than a shawl, but that is very pretty. Lots of chevrons on that one. And so, yeah, it's a shawl slash wrap. So it's it's more square shaped, I think, than I think of as a, sh a shawl being. And then there's another one called Spectrum. And that is also a shawl. And I like this one a lot because it's a two colored. It does have some striping. I think there are just a real subtle chevron to this one as well, but the way she's got it knit up, it's a dark blue and then a, a natural white, and it starts with a lot of the blue, and then it stripes little bits of white. Then it's kind of even the white and blue, most of the length of it, and at the end, it's the white. So you can have a lot of fun with color combinations on this one as well. And I think depending on what you decided to do, like if you did that color combination she had done with um, like a charcoal gray and a light gray or even this blue, it's fairly neutral. You could wear it with like everything or you could go crazy with colors and have a bunch of fun with it. 
and try that as well. So yeah, if you look at the, there's five projects on Ravelry right now. Four of them have pictures. One of them is dark grays and light grays. One of them is two shades of blue. They're just lovely. Um, so I would definitely give this a look if you didn't notice it um, today when it went live. I would say check it out. Highly recommend it. There's a lot of really cool stuff in the mix as always with Hobie. She's one of my favorite designers. So that is a lot of fun. So that's it for this time, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining. And if you've been with me for a while, thank you for coming back. And thank you for your support and your encouragement. If you're interested in following the podcast, you can always check out the show notes, which are at knitactuallypodcast.com. Or you can follow the Ravelry group. Or I'm on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Knit Actually Podcast. So until next time, you guys, thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon.